Hey, dream chasers and aspiring game changers. I'm your host and brand coach, Lindria Reynolds, and welcome back to another episode of Next Level Brand Behavior. I am so excited because I have a real treat for you today. I recently had the pleasure of having a fun and happy, and when I say happy, you will understand once you hear the conversation, um, chat with Erica Jones. She is the CEO of A Social Life, and she is just an event design extraordinaire. We talk about the art of fellowshipping and really how to effectively share your story through events. And she's going to tell you some really great gems. So I hope you enjoy the entire episode. Listen to it on your way to work. Listen to it while you're at home making dinner. And she can probably give you a few tips on how to make sure that display looks good. All right. Enjoy. I'm so (laughs) glad I'm sitting here talking to you. It's, It's You said... We need to do this in person, and yeah, I was like, "You right," and because I mean, it's it's more natural, and it's just a lot of things that I do are in person. Like even when you know with my clients, when I when they call me, I don't I screen them over the phone, but I'm all about a consultation, uh-huh. that one on one. You need to know me. You need to know my face. You need to know. You need to feel my energy, whether it was going to work or not or not. Yeah. You know. But you need to you need to know me. I need to know you. What are you into? Yeah. You know. So yeah. I, a social life. I mean, you create these upscale events that engage people and you inspire people, you entertain people. And I love when you sent me your when you emailed me yesterday and your signature said happy times. Happy times. And I, <laughs> happy times. And I'm all about happy events times. and just bringing on that type of emotion. And people in the world we live in now, you need happy times. Let me tell you, when I, I came up with that, I was talking to a friend. So, um, but I'm always about fellowship and talking to people. One of my, one of my homegirls says, you know, she's like, I just want happy times, man. I just want happy times. Mm-hmm. And I remember that because it struck me. I was like, that's right. All we want is happy times. That's yeah. all. Yeah. You know, just happy times. As much as we can get. And that's when I came with this slow. It was like a socialite. Party planning, event design, happy times. And you can take that forward. you can take that happy times whatever way you want it. Yeah. Whatever the, the concept was, whatever the event is, we're gonna have some happy times in it. I mean, that's a good end result. It's, that's a that should result. be the besides making your money or whatever you want to do, <laughs> right? That should be the end but result. Making your money is happy times. Happy times. Like another happy client. Happy times. <laughs> happy times. I, I love it. Straightforward. Happy times. That's it. it. It can go so many different ways. I love it, Erica. Like we talk, we've been talking for a while, and I always. In the interview, ask your creative love story. And you've given me, I've heard your creative love story. Which one did I give? I got a couple of them. But just the evolution. Yeah. You're like one of the most creative people I know. My creativity comes from very different, different facets of my life, basically. So I chime in on that. I'm always just thinking about like my life and, 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 you know, where I've come from, what made me go this direction. I'm always reflecting, constantly reflecting now. And I've mentioned that before. 
So, you know, I always wanted to be a dancer when I was little, you know, ballerina. And I didn't go into dance until my junior year in high school. Um, but um, I ended up going the music route. Okay. So, yeah, of course, of course, that music route took me into being coming to Columbia to learn how to um, be a booking agent. Um, and then I was a, a touring background vocalist and just a background vocalist here for various different artists and did my own little thing just to say, hey, I'm, I did it. Because that's for me. It's all about checking out. Oh, I did it. If I think I want to throw it out there in the universe. If I want to approach it, let's do it. And I don't have to be like the best. I don't have to be like I've made a million dollars off of it. I just got it off my chest. Mm. I just did it. So, um, you know, with working with dance company, working with Red Clay, I still can get into, you know, I could take a dance class, but I'm also affiliated, you know, like working with that not-for-profit, I still can, you know, appease that appetite of dance. And the background with that one is that, you know, they're um, Afro-contemporary and they're, 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 their person of love is Catherine Dunham. Well, that was my first dance class that I've ever taken was a Catherine Dunham um, technique through a program in St. Louis because Catherine Dunham was from East St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So I came out the gate, honestly, going to the best, had no clue because I'm just a junior talking about, hey, you want to take this take this program? Yeah, I'll take it. I'm telling you. So I've been put into situations that was very pivotal to into my life, you know? Mm. So when I so when I design things and when I'm planning things, I take all of those things into different aspects. Like of course, like just like sound and music and tech stuff. That's also kind of comes natural with being a vocalist, but also having like my brother into sound and things like that. Like I can ask a question like, hey, I have access to it. Mm-hmm. So it it makes my planning, my planning um, experience for me a little different. Mm-hmm. And it makes it different for my client too, because they can be like, oh, okay, well, you definitely get this. So that's why I would like with with like record release parties and things like that, those are always fun because I understand the game. I understand what you need in order for this to be heard for you mm-hmm. because I've been on that stage before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Both sides. Both sides. I've booked, I've been on the stage. I've put the show together. You know, when me and my brother used to do shows and, you know, he had his own band or whatever, we never waited to get booked. We created a show, mm. found a venue, created a show, and got everybody there. Mm. That's what we did. You don't wait for permission for a lot of things. <laughs> I love it. it. Just do it. it. And so when we when we had those those when those jam sessions came out, those jam sessions were networking events for all of our musician friends. You find out who's who who played this, and you heard that person. That person was cold. Okay, cool. I'm like, pull that man on the gig. He did them every every quarter based off the moon. Oh, <laughs> if the wow. astrology said it was a good day to do it, we did it. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh-huh. So it was a networking event for, for us and for all our fellow musicians as well. 
Like it was, you know, he was an Aries too, so it was very strategic mm. as well. Very strategic. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just rambling. No, you you are dropping gems. I, I that's not rambling to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the fact that you said you just have to do it and not ask for permission. And mm-hmm. so, so many of us are sometimes complacent or stuck in a certain position because we're afraid to take the leap. We're afraid to jump. We're afraid to do it on our own. We're at, we're waiting for someone to invite us mm-hmm. to their event, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or, or even hire us to do mm-hmm. their event. And just the fact that you said you just have to do it without asking permission. I mean, that's, Mm-hmm. To me, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I this year with my own event, when I did my event earlier, and I had the privilege earlier this year of having uh, Mr. Keith Purvis mm-hmm. <laughs> and Heidi Pearson, you know, come out and do the video that's of right. it and everything. And it was like, it was a leap mm-hmm. because I was like, I want to speak at this event. I want to do this event. You're waiting for somebody to invite you to their stuff so you can share your knowledge. And it's like, you know mm-hmm. what? Just go mm-hmm. out here and step on faith and create my own event. You That's know, right. absolutely. I, I think people gonna actually come. You know, <laughs> I mean, and it worked. It worked. And it worked. It worked. It's, it's the and it's rewarding because you got it off your chest. Yep. So you 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 can do it. Like there's so many different ideas. You know, there are a couple of things. I'm like, okay, well, you know what, Erica? I think 2020, I might get back into like, hey, let me, let me show y'all something real quick mm-hmm. instead of waiting on the client to come. There's a couple of things I might, you know, bring on out. <laughs> you over here preparing us for 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's about time, you know. I'm no. like, a couple of things we, you know, need to, yeah. Well, speaking of 2020. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, right, because we, we talked about 2020. We talked about, we talked about 2020 a few days ago. Yes, we did. And we were just kind of thinking about, like, what events do and what they bring. And for myself as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. I know that I may need to do an event to bring revenue Mm -hmm. to, like you said, when you and your brother, when you all did events, it was, it was networking. It was an opportunity for people to meet the musicians. Mm -hmm. And so you have different goals with designing events Mm -hmm. and 2020 is here. Mm -hmm. It's like the year 2020 vision. Mm -hmm. And um, there's so many you know, new businesses and new ideas that are happening and people are trying to get even more creative Mm -hmm. with how they engage different people. Mm -hmm. And so what trends do you see for events, for entrepreneurs or people that are just trying to engage with different audiences to really get their intention? Like what, I mean, what do you see? Well, you know, I think step a little bit out of social media. We need to get a little bit more personal with each other. Uh, we need to start talking to each other a little bit more. Did y'all hear that? Step out of social <laughs> and that's media. part of and that's part of that <laughs> fellowshipping that I, that I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, um, you know, the whole concept of okay, you know, in in the black community, let's go there. We used to uh, Sundays or the weekends. You definitely will see your people. Now that was either your family or your friends. It was always fellowshipping. It was one of them days was going to happen. You going over somebody's house or something. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, that could be after church, that could be whatever. And I it doesn't necessarily have to be around food or whatever. Of course, food is always 
in somebody's mix of some sort, but you was yeah. always fellowshipping. You that was your way of chit chatting with people, catching up. That was your way to get things off your chest. Yeah, that was you know before people was going into therapy sessions. It was just this is fellowshipping. Yeah, and so I think um, what's happening is like there's a trend that I'm I'm that I'm really into, which is part of a social life for me. I've always loved dinner parties and cocktail parties. Mm-hmm more than anything, dinner parties, cocktail parties, because those are the things when people really let their hair down. Mm-hmm. They can have great conversations over a meal, over a cocktail, over a little appetizer. I like to call them Scooby snacks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they like to, um, that was just something that they were able to do. Just, right. just you know, talking. So I think right now that's another trend that's kind of coming back in is that the dinner parties and the cocktail parties, especially when you have to do with like fundraising yeah. and things like that. Um, I did that for one of my clients. We did a uh, luncheon, which was like a you know, luncheon. And um, it was at a nice restaurant. I, you know, they, the decor for it. Um, they kind of had the restaurant to themselves. Um, the people came and, you know, um, I told the client, I said, program a little bit but not much people are people always go to luncheons and they always go to dinner parties they always go to this stuff you know that's embedded in into their company they know they have to go to these events Mm -hmm. i said but you can't knock them over the head all the time with what your product is they kind of already can slightly know what they're getting into yeah that's what you're gonna do they know something (laughs) you know so have your have your call to action ready but let's not beat them over the head. Let's just have let them have a good time in the middle of the day at noon, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. Let's mm. see what happens. And, you know, they were in that room. I was in the other room. And um, I was eating my lobster bisque. And all I heard was just roars of laughter. See, that doesn't happen at um, naturally. Mm-hmm. At you know, you know, overly curated events yeah. <laughs> during the day, it's like okay, I'm here. Blah, blah, blah. You have your conversation, and it, there was a moment that you could tell that the hair was that they were letting the hair down for a mm-hmm. minute. And I'm like, okay, and I heard, it and I said, it's working. Mm-hmm. It's working. Cool. And after that, it worked. That particular client was able to have the things that they needed and was able to make connections and it, because it was organic. Mm, organic. Because it was organic. It wasn't forced. So those are the things that, you know, with a social life, I try to engage you into like, you know, just regular, normal human interaction. Yeah. Let's get back to that. Yeah. You know, food and Food and drinks and all of that stuff takes you back to a place yeah. of comfort. That's why they call it comfort food. Yeah. You know, so if you are setting them up in an environment that is comfortable, you can you can work that in ever whatever way you want to work that. Right. I mean that that makes perfect sense. I, I think that you need those natural interactions. You know, talk to people, see people's face. You know, and really 
experience that person mm-hmm. because people are not buying into businesses they're buying into people mm-hmm. you know and so <laughs> because of what exactly if you make me feel good and feel comfortable i'm com- going to you i'm gonna figure out what type of money i need to come up with yep because you you sold this to me yep yep and you i mean you hit it when you said that they already know when they come to the event, they already know what your company is offering. That's why they came. You somehow promoted it. You got them into the room, but you have to sell them on you mm-hmm. and and say why this relationship is important mm-hmm. for the both of us. For the both of us. How yeah. is a win-win situation? It's a win-win situation. I love it. I love it. Okay. Okay. What was your favorite event? Have oh. to- <laughs> what has been your Girl, favorite event? <laughs> I what I like at my events from my clients, whether it's an intimate wedding, whether it's a um, not-for-profit event, whether it's a cocktail party or dinner party. What brings me joy is to see the comfort on their face that the event is now up and running. It is doing what it needs to do. Mm. And they are, they feel deep in their heart satisfied. Yeah. How can you, how do you go deeper, Erica? How okay. do you tell? Is it, it's the, it's the look in I've face. seen some tears. I've seen some tears. I've seen some, I know it's okay. Like one client was like, I just need to just show up. I know it's already all right. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm just showing up. You just tell me what time I need to be here. That's literally like, I just gave you my life in your hands. And you just, that's all I need to do. Yeah. I'm just showing up. Because it lets me know, like, I've guided you through this process so much mm-hmm. that you feel like there's nothing. I've. Completely and other utterly value you and trust, trust you. you. I was just, but that's trust. Trust you. To let go. To let go. And I've had some that was like, you could tell they was not going to let go. <laughs> <laughs> so when they say, I don't care what you do now. Yeah. I'm just showing up. That's joy. Mm-hmm. That's like, okay, Erica, don't. Girl, you know you doubt yourself because everybody do. Don't act like you don't. But that's when I say, girl, you got this. You, you, you. You got it. Mm-hmm. You got it. But they find that's that's right there for mm-hmm. me is what the result I would like mm-hmm. for every event. Mm-hmm. They can be like, okay, I trust you. I got you. Because I'm very upfront with my clients at all times. Collaboration equals innovation. And I think about that when it comes to collaborating with a client. I feel like it's too... Two different personalities that are coming together to create something new. So what does that collaboration process look like when you're trying to collaborate with a client and then get them to a point where they're mm-hmm. like, I'm she okay. Got this. I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay with letting go. Because you do. You have to let go. We know that collaboration equals innovation because you got these two minds coming together mm-hmm. with amazing ideas and... <laughs> But you, you have a job to do to make sure that their their dream comes to life. And so 
that process of, you know, collaborating. It and can then, it, it, and how, and how also too, you know, like delegation. Mm. Delegation, like a little bit too. Like, you know, a true leader knows how to like delegate. Yeah. You can't do everything yourself. Yep. You just can't. Like <clears throat> it could be a setup for failure to a certain extent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if you are a leader, and if another person, if you you know, we going back to that, if another person is a leader or consider themselves a leader as well, there still have to be a sense of delegation. Mm-hmm. I got this, you got that, we got this, got mm-hmm. that. But you need to be able to know and to say, hey, I know I can handle this aspect. You know, I can do that. And I know you got that aspect. I'm going to let you mm-hmm. handle this. I will assist you in whatever you need. I got this. I'm going to have you assist me on this to make sure this goal is done. So it's like, that's what real like leadership is. Mm-hmm. It's like, you have to be able to delegate, but you have to know what you need. And you have to be able to um, convey that mm-hmm. to your whoever you're working with. Yeah. This is what I need. You can't think that people can read your mind. Yeah. You have to be able to delegate and say, hey, this is what I need. You can get things, you can get things done. And you can get things done with a little bit of honey, or you can get things done with vinegar. They both gonna get attract the fly. <laughs> I'm just gonna attract the fly and kill it. But if you come with vinegar, it ain't gonna necessarily be that easy to come. But if you come with, you know, unless you really wanna go for the kill. Right. Right. If you come with a little bit of honey, you get a whole lot of things done mm-hmm. and extra. See, mm-hmm. I like the I like the honey approach. Mm-hmm. I always, you know, approach things with honey. Mm-hmm. I love it. I I think I love that you mentioned delegation because I think that even when when you're working with your client. It's so, it's so sometimes it's so heavy on one end where the person who is actually the client is always delegating to mm-hmm. the the planner, to the designer, to whoever they've hired to do their project. But that person has <laughs> to delegate to them too, so that to stay on the to, task. Yes, to stay so, on the, so that goes back to the article. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that goes back to the article. Is like okay, cool. You know, it's basically for them to have all their ducks in one order. Yeah, in, in that order. So. You know, if you hire me to do the planning, okay, do you have a marketing department? Yeah. Okay, because I need to work with them on certain things, maybe, depending. But do you have all these other things in line? So, of course, you know, as far as the planning side, we're going to plan the event. We're working with the venue. We work with the caterers. We're working with everything to make that event hot and effective. Okay. However, on the back end, what's going on with your? It gets tricky when we have to do things that we don't necessarily do. <laughs> like, no, not the marketing team, right? Where they at? <laughs> Where are they? So, Erica, what, how's the registration going? <laughs> what does the registration look like? How we? How we do? I'm this? supposed to make that registration area look good, babe. <laughs> I ain't supposed to get the people in here. How's social media engagement going, Erica? Hey, honey. <laughs> you, see, you know, 
I, I, I can't call it. <laughs> so yeah, so that's when it gets tricky. Yeah, that's when it gets tricky. And um, our job is to make that event effective for you. It's not <laughs> all that other stuff. This is that was these. We're we're a part. We're a player. We're a player in the game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I always say I, I wrote in the article that you help amplify the brand story. Things need to there are things that just have to already be in play. Mm-hmm. You should already know what your goal is. You should already know who your audience is, mm-hmm. who you're, you know, who you're targeting. And, you know, if you know who your audience is, then Erica can help you find a venue that reaches that audience. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, oh, I know business professionals love this type of space. Mm-hmm. You know, I know mm-hmm. they will love this type of menu, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just need to know who that person is mm-hmm. that, they're, that they're trying to reach, you can't determine who their audience is. You can't determine what their their end goal is and what success looks like to them. You can only help them um, deliver it. Exactly. Um, and so that's collaboration in itself is really knowing what your role is and knowing what my role is mm-hmm. um, and establishing that up front. Absolutely. Wow. Erica, do you, do you have a personal mission statement? It changes all the time it, because I'm evolving. I was just about to say, it's so I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> I'm not answering it. It's, it's, it's personal and you'll feel it. Mm. You'll feel it. You know, it's personal. But I will say, as of right now, I gave myself a tagline that I feel proud of. Um, What did I say recently? I said director of um, fellowship and proper entertaining. Director of fellowship and proper Proper entertaining. entertaining. What is proper entertaining? So, <laughs> I love let's it. go down that rabbit hole. Um, you know, so if we're doing the dinner parties and we're doing the cocktail parties, I'm not just <clears throat> depending on your your count because mm-hmm. count goes with it. If you're having brandy, I'm I'm bringing in brandy snifters. Mm. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, if we haven't called yet, you're gonna have the proper glass. You having wine? Red or white, we're having the proper. Yeah. Proper. That's all. Mm. That's all. Um, because that is something that I was born into. My mom had a Kyrie, what we black people call China cabinet. Uh, <laughs> love it. Buffet. Buffet table. Credenza. You First know. of all, you said Kyrie. My mama said Kyrie. <laughs> and I, I but like, you know exactly what you're saying. It's all good. But I need I need us to know what that is. Yeah. All in itself. Yeah. Because it's a dying. That's it's dying. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like to have a credenza or buffet table mm-hmm. or a Kyrie China cabinet. Is that something that we buy now? Yeah. So the new China cabinet, Okiri would be. <laughs> she did the quotation, quotation mark. Us, would be floating. Mm. Uh huh. Would be floating. 
floating um, shelves, everyone. Floating, sh- I didn't floating shelves. So I could take this whole wall and float it. I have a girlfriend that has all hers and it's just floating. So it's, that would be your new one. Mm. And then you could take all your glasswares, you could take your place and float all over the wall. So it's just different ways that people are doing it. But even in, even in that, you all, <laughs> that's fly. My thing is to have the glassware, the plates and things so you can entertain. So, okay, so here's another thing with a social life. So, of course, we're doing these events. Mm-hmm. And we're doing these dinner parties. We're doing these cocktail parties. I do intimate weddings, everyone. So, intimate weddings is 150 people on down. So, that means, basically, we're looking at 75 guests with a friend. <laughs> okay? Because in the end of the day, you got the best 75 people in your life. Right. If they're not on your phone, if they're not in your phone, then they're not that close. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you do your, so when you do your, your invite, you and your your spouse, soon to be spouse or whatever, pull out that phone. Mm. That's your guest. Besides family, that's your guest guest list. So I- for me, when I do those, so when I do intimate weddings, I've had clients where they went to the courthouse or went to the church and just was had five people, 15 people. I had 15 people at my courthouse wedding. And then we had a reception and people have receptions. So I'm more of the elope or the people or the artists that they're so artistic. They was like, I don't even want all that extra stuff. I kind of want this. I mean, like I said, I've had a, a client where she was like, I need sound. I need my sound to be good. Cause she was a vocalist and from a band mm. and all this stuff. And she was like, I need my sound to be good. You the only one that's gonna do it. Yeah. Because I already knew what that life looked like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and so when the band was going on, that was a one time I could eat the food and I went far away. But that sound was perfect. Perfect. That it was able to resonate through the whole, it was like almost like a like a resort, so like a resort slash campground. It was just like, you know, mm-hmm. open space. And that sound was great. And I made that work. Mm-hmm. So that's a couple of things with what I do. But I also, you know, I do the video content. I do content to make sure that you understand when you're entertaining at home, this is what you can do. So you can, you can make this, you know, you make pita chips or you can make your your pecans, uh, toasted pecans, or you can, um, if you have a platter, you know, put add some greenery on that platter uh-huh. and then add whatever you want. So once the food is gone, it's not just like a, a, a clean plate with all the, the sauce and everything. I mean, yeah. So if somebody was coming in and they didn't see what it actually really was, everything is gone, they'll at least see, you know, a big, piece of kale or a big piece of Swiss chard or something. It's still mm. something green. It's, you know, it, you know, cause green looks appealing, you know, red plate and green, they kind of go hand in hand as far as like appetite wise, mm-hmm. you know, clear plate. I mean, a green, um, a white plate. If you're plating food on a plate, your food looks beautiful on a white plate, mm-hmm. you know? So there's different ways that, you know, I'm just trying to teach people like, Hey, if you, Going to entertain at home, kick it up a notch a little bit. This mm-hmm. is this is what you can do. You don't necessarily, you know. And I'm not shooting myself in the foot. You don't necessarily need a planner for that, unless you say I don't give 
I want somebody to do it, come <laughs> in and do it, which most people do do that. But, you know, I want you to also do this for you on a regular basis. Like, you know, you know, have buy a set of white plates and have oh so many amounts, you know, get them in groups of, you know, four, six, eight. Mm. Okay. Um, get a, get those. Yeah. Never buy odd. Always buy even. If you go, if you gotta go eight, then you might as well go twelve because you into, you like to entertain. So get down. Um, but you know, I want you to have that. So, say for instance, a friend of yours might come over out the blue. Hey, I'm coming over, and if you cooking dinner, you now can just entertain them, and you just put it on a, you know, fixing your food on a, on a white plate. It's just love. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, it's almost as if it's it's. It's giving you restaurant feel and it's not, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand paper plates and all of this is disposable and they have beautiful, cute little disposable stuff. Trust me, I know y'all. <laughs> you know, but still have what you need because you just never know. One day you might want to just kick it up a notch and be able to kick it up a notch. Mm-hmm. We always, you know, we eat, we eat at the table. Eating in front of the TV is a treat for my daughter. That's a treat. <laughs> She's like, yeah. <laughs> but we are always eating at the table and you know we have you know the white plates various ones and bowls and things like that and we set it up every day as if someone's coming over mm. you know and if somebody does come over is you just fall in line you know we have a very wonderful community in our you know our condo so you know we might have one of our neighbors might come down or whatever, might even whether it's drinks or not, just for drinks, or maybe you might come in and we eat and then you're like, girl, you want to play? Yeah, it's a play. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that fellowship. Mm-hmm. I want you to be able to have that at all times mm-hmm. in your life. So just in case anything could happen on a Tuesday. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. So, um, Preparation, just preparation, but proper, I, but but proper. just just proper, just proper entertaining, yeah, yeah. and then I get into the etiquette piece and things like that, just so yeah. you can kind of just know a little bit, and you know I, you know this will be the first time I'm talking about it, but um you know when I work with um, a girls mentor program, I I upped I I teach etiquette to the mm-hmm. young girls, you know, social etiquette things to talk about, and you know proper etiquette, fork knives and spoons, cutlery. Mm-hmm. What it what it is, what it do. I make it very fun, formal. But I started adding in, which I was in 2020, start branching out and doing content for that, is global etiquette. Because mm. mm, that's mm-hmm. different. It's very different. Yeah. Global etiquette. So you can um, understand various different cultures and how they eat. So, I mean, Chicago is such a melting pot. It's been it's been a blessing for me, you know, um, moving here from St. Louis. It's been so many different cultures that I've been um, had access to, mm-hmm. and then um, a lot of my friends. When I start thinking about it, I have a lot of um, a lot of friends from various different backgrounds mm-hmm. that I've been introduced into their culture. Just by being their friends, mm. you know. So, um, black and Filipino, Cuban, Puerto Rican, you know, yeah. Caribbean, African, 
And so, you know, it's just was it's innate for me. It's because it's just normal. They're my friends. Yeah. But in, in reality, they're introducing me into their world. So as far as like, you know, one of a couple of my great friends are Ethiopian. Mm-hmm. And so um, you know, I started going to the Ethiopian restaurants with them, but they didn't have to even go to the restaurants. We just go to their house and eat now. So now I know how to properly set the table when it, you know, I'm coming over and we helping and I'm coming with the injera. I know to take it, wrap it, you know, lay it out, how to lay it out and things like that. How to pull for it one hand. What's the other reasons why you use only one hand for it mm-hmm. and how to properly pull from the, pull from the injera. I mean, it's just, those are things that I'm now teaching, um, teaching young girls or want to share that with them yeah. because the world is global now. It is. You know, that's the beautiful thing about social media uh-huh. because you can literally travel through social media. <laughs> like literally like, yeah, I saw, I'm, yeah, I'm, I see what they doing over there. I already know what they're doing. South Africa. Yeah, you <laughs> Trust me. I was there 2.30 this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was at 2.30 this morning. You said, yeah, I saw it. I'm <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's something that I'm I'm branching out into. Right. Yeah, I mean proper entertaining. I'm it's entertaining. It's a social life. It's a social life. That's you know, that's why I came up with that name. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, what do people want? They mm-hmm. want a social life. And we at an age now where um, when I came out with it, I was a little, I was ahead of my time. I think now I'm settled in. Mm-hmm. It really makes sense now because a lot of us would rather just go over to our friend's house. And that's the good memories. Like, yeah, I don't know what such and such house. We, we, we having a good time. We drinking. We eating good. Yeah. You know, frying shrimp. We <laughs> You real know, easy. it's real easy. Real and it's laid back. Laid back. Those are the memories that people remember. Yeah. And then your children start to see you doing that and mm-hmm. seeing you fellowship and they keep it going. Mm-hmm. You see that in, in specifically in the African-American community and even the other communities as well. Yeah. You know, you know, my parents in their heydays were the 50s. Mm-hmm. In the 60s, that was the heyday. Yeah. So, and of course, that was a time when you would go over to your friend's house and you would be clean, put on them dresses. Yeah. You know, and you go over your friend's house and you would, um, you know, there were food, there were uh, drinks, there was cards, there was mm-hmm. dominoes, and people was talking, <laughs> it was fellowshipping. Yeah. You know, and the babies was... Fellowshipping too. They played until they couldn't play no more. Yeah. And you had their pajamas with you because you knew you were about to put in some time. <laughs> Let's go ahead and put the babies in the in their in their pajamas. So when they come home, they laying right into the bed. Yeah. You know, that's that's something that I've heard of. I've seen at once I came in the scene, I've seen like, you know, my mom having her girlfriends over for food and drinks and things like that and you know you know people coming over for fellowship i've seen all all our friends come over and we just do so it's just trying to get people back into being sociable with each other personally a shared meal 
an open door, a shared meal, a shared cup of tea, yeah. a coffee. Ain't got to be that deep. But yeah. it's just as long as you, that, that fellowship is there. Yeah. That is creating your social life. Yeah. It just that it, it ain't got. It don't have to be all night. You ain't got to be partying to the wee hours of the night. Because yeah. I'm not for it. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not working, I I turn into a pumpkin <laughs> at eleven. I'm over you it. You turn into the pumpkin. Your chariot. What is it? The what was yeah, it? the chariot turns turn into turn the pumpkin. No, you turn. I, I turn into a pumpkin at ten thirty. I need to be in my house by eleven. No, ma'am. You got me real good. If you got me past midnight. How can people find you? How can people connect with you? So they can connect. With me. <laughs> I go to my my voiceover, my voiceover. They can connect with me on um, the internet. <laughs> Not the internet. <laughs> um, so you can go to www.asocialife.com. That's a social life with just one L. Um, you also can go with. The um, Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, yeah, most LinkedIn. I think on the LinkedIn, I'm Erica Jones Purvis. Um, with the IG and the Twitter, they're both that at a social life. Remember, just one L. Um, you can find me there, Erica. This has been literally a pleasure. I felt like I I learned so much. I'm about to whew, this this is I mean it really is and it's such a good follow up. Great follow up to the article. And yeah. just kind of I learned so much and even thinking about some of the gems that you dropped like for me some of the biggest things were fellowship in and organic, things mm-hmm. being organic and not controlled. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that your background in music helped to prepare you for where you are now. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes people discredit some of the things they already know and mm-hmm. don't know how the things that you knew or used to do inform can still inform the work that you're doing now. So how do you take authentic, you know, we mm-hmm. talked about authenticity. How do you take who you already naturally are and elevate your brand, whatever brand it is now, you know, and so because it's gonna come out, it's gonna come out. You can't sell something that you're not. Mm. You can't, and that happens a lot. Yeah, you say I want to do this, I want to be in this industry, I want to do this, I want to do this, but you cannot sell something that you're not. No, no. you're gonna have a disconnect. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it's going to come out. It is. So I might as well just be like, look, y'all, this is what I used to do. <laughs> this is me. This is how I approach it. I got you. But this is me. Let's work. Let's have fun. I love it. And I, it's you, I see you, like, in the way you're talking. You just kept saying fellowship and then saying how even growing up, that's what you did in your own household. Y'all fellowship. All the time. And everything. And so to just kind of take that with you through life is and infuse it into your work mm-hmm. i mean i i love it and i think somebody needs to know that you 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 think that you have to 
be something else or be somebody else. So you see what someone else is doing and you're like, oh, they're making all this money or they get all this awareness from what they're doing. I'm going to try that too. Can't do but it. Just Can't go. do it. You got to take how you're already designed can't do it. and make it work for you. Make it work for you. Yeah, so. you can't you can't do it. Yeah. You can't do it. You can get easily caught up in it. Yeah. That's where social media gets you in trouble. Yeah. That's real talk. Um, you can easily get caught up into it. But then you have to stop and pull back and be like, wait a minute, your story, you got a story. Your story mm-hmm. is a little different than how everybody else is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you have to really be very cognizant of just how you how you gonna approach everything yeah because you don't have to approach it like everybody else everybody else might have to do that yeah in order to do this Mm -hmm. you know so they gotta follow the guidelines of what that industry is and how Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do this because i i gotta do it and everybody else comes out everybody doing the same damn thing He be like, you know what? I'm cool. Because <laughs> I can't, I, I wear me out. I'm cool. I'm, I'm going to do something different over here. Yeah. I'm going to approach it different. There's so many different ways to get to the same thing. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. Trust and believe. But you can get there. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note. On that note. <laughs> Yay! Yay! That was great. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs>